Well, I'm glad to see you all set your alarm clocks correctly this morning. It's good that we're here together today, and gosh, a beautiful morning out there, beautiful sunrise, so glad to be here to celebrate Mass with you this morning. And what a beautiful gospel reading that we have, this story of the transfiguration. And I think we can lose uh, some of the wonder of this story if we're not careful. You know, it's a story that we've heard many times and we, we know, uh, we already know the end of the story, right? Jesus is God. He rises. He saves us from our sins, right? We already know all of that. And so to hear this story over and over again, it kind of loses, again, some of its wonder. But Let's imagine ourselves in the place of Peter, James, and John for a moment. What must this have been like for them? You know, they were following Jesus, their rabbi, their master, for probably a couple years at this point, right? And then he takes them up the mountain one day, and all of a sudden he's transfigured before them. He reveals his glory to them, his divinity to them. And so we remember that Jesus is fully human, but also fully God. So Jesus reveals that divine part of himself to Peter, James, and John in this special moment. And we can see over and over again that they don't understand really what's going on, right? Peter says, let me make some tents for you. And then they, and then they uh, get afraid when they hear the voice from the cloud. And then they walk down the mountain with Jesus. And at the end of it, he says, by the way, don't tell anybody. And you can imagine this crazy thing that happens uh, to these apostles and their difficulty understanding it, their difficulty grasping it and truly internalizing what just happened. And the reason why Jesus does this is to strengthen their faith. You know, Jesus knows what's about to happen. Jesus knows he's going to have to go sacrifice himself on the cross and he knows it's going to be difficult for his apostles to see that. He knows it's going to shake their faith. And so he gives them this special moment so that in those moments of difficulty, they can think back and say, oh yeah, remember that great moment we had with Jesus? Remember that moment when he revealed his glory to us? Let's trust in that right now. Even in this difficult moment, even while Jesus just died, let's trust in him still because we know truly who he is. We know who Jesus is, and that's what gets us through the tough times. And that's a big part of the lesson for us today, is that in growing in our relationship with Jesus Christ, in coming to know who he is more and more, that's what gets us through the difficult times in life. By knowing the identity of Jesus Christ, by knowing our identity, and by knowing our relationship to Jesus, That's how we make it through the difficult times. That's how we carry our crosses with Jesus. But let's consider this story in a different way real quick. So again, I said that, you know, Peter, James, and John have this great experience where they see Jesus very clearly. They can see who he is very clearly. But they don't understand. And so now I'll pose this question to you. Is it better to see Jesus clearly and not understand him? Or is it better to understand the encounter we have with Jesus, but not be able to see him? Is it it better to be able to see Jesus clearly and not understand that encounter? Or to understand the encounter fully and not be able to see him? And I would suggest to you that the second is better. You know, when we can have a real encounter with Jesus Christ that we truly understand by our faith, 
That's better than being able to see and not understand. And brothers and sisters, that's what we do every time we come to Mass. Every time we approach the altar, every time we receive the Eucharist, we're having a real encounter with Jesus Christ that we fully understand, even though we can't see him. And so we find ourselves today, and every time we're at Mass, in a better place than Peter, James, and John were, even as they were at that moment of transfiguration. Jesus Christ, the fully divine Jesus Christ, is here with us, ready to live within us if we open our hearts to him. That's incredible. That's why we're here. And the reason I bring this up in this way is because, you know, there's a survey done last year. I don't know what group it was, but they did a survey of Catholics, I think just in the United States, and they found that only one-third of Catholics in the United States believe in the real presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. Only one-third, all right? And I don't think that's necessarily the case for our parish here, but statistically speaking, two out of every three of you here today don't believe in what's going on here on this altar. As Catholics, we understand that a miracle happens every time we're at Mass. You know, we start Mass with simple bread and wine, and then that bread and wine is brought up to the altar, and through the words of the priest, the priest who is acting in the person of Jesus Christ, saying the words of Jesus Christ, through those powerful words, a miracle happens. And even though by the end of Mass it still looks like bread and wine, it still tastes like bread and wine, it still smells and feels like bread and wine, it's not anymore. The substance of it, the whatness of it, has changed into God himself. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. That's the miracle of transubstantiation, if you've ever heard that word. The substance of it is changing into something different, even though the appearance stays the same. That's why we're here. That's why we're Catholics. As the Catechism tells us, the Eucharist is the source and the summit of our faith. If we don't believe in that, there's no reason to be here. Truly, if that miracle isn't happening on this altar, there's no reason to be here. There's no reason why missing Mass sometimes is a big deal. Fine, show up late, leave early, no big deal. But if Jesus is here in the Eucharist, which we know him to be through our faith, through divine revelation, then what we're doing here is the most important thing that we ever do. This has to be the center of our lives. The Eucharist, brothers and sisters, has to be at the heart of everything that we do. It has to be our heart. We have to be a Eucharistic people. And when we encounter Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, we're encountering him more truly than Peter, James, and John encountered him on the mountain. And when we open our hearts to him as we receive that Eucharist and we allow him to reveal himself to us more fully and to reveal his identity to us, that's what gets us through the tough times. If you're carrying a cross, if you're going through a difficult situation, the answer is right here. The answer is Jesus Christ present to us in the Eucharist. And so let's open our hearts to him today. 
Let's not be afraid to welcome him into our lives. Let's not be afraid to make him the center of everything that we're doing. Because remember, as Catholics, this is the source and the summit of everything that we're doing. Jesus Christ truly is present here. Let's not be part of those two-thirds who don't believe in this, but rather make the choice to believe in Jesus Christ. Make the choice to assent to what's going on here. Make the choice to welcome him into your life, to receive every blessing that he has for you, and to receive the love of his most sacred heart, which he gives us every time we're at Mass. Don't be afraid to say yes to Jesus and make him the center of your life. Don't be afraid to allow Jesus to help you carry your crosses and to bless you in them.